Homeland, Chapter 25, The Weapons Masters. Impudent, growled the Yawclaw. The fire in the brazier puffed, and the creature again stood behind Malice, again draped dangerous tentacles over the matron mother. You dare to summon me again? Malice and her daughters glanced around on the edge of panic. They knew that the mighty being was not toying with them. The handmaiden truly was enraged this time. House to and please the Spider Queen, it is true, the Arklaw answered their unspoken thoughts. But this one act does not dispel the displeasure your family brought upon Loth in the recent past. Do not think that all is forgiven, Matron Malice Duarden. How small and vulnerable Matron Malice felt now. Her power paled in the face of the wrath of one of the Loth's personal servants. Displeasure? she dared to whisper. How has my family brought displeasure to the Spider Queen? By what act? The handmaiden's laughter erupted in a spout of flames and flying spiders, but the high priestesses held their positions. They accepted the heat and the crawling things as part of their penance. I have told you before, matron Malastuarden, the Auklaw snarled with its droopy mouth, and I shall tell you one final time. The Spider Queen does not reply to questions whose answers are already known. In a blast of explosive energy that sent the four females of House Tewarden tumbling to the floor, the handmaiden was gone. Breeza was the first to recover. She prudently rushed over to the brazier and smothered the remaining flames, thus closing the gate to the abyss, the Auklaw's home plane. Who? Oh! screamed Malice, the powerful matriarch, once again. Who in my family has invoked the wrath of Loth? Malice appeared small again then, as the implications of the Yawclaw's warning became all too clear. Hal Stewarden was about to go to war with a powerful family. Without Loth's favor, Hal Stewarden likely would cease to exist. We must find the perpetrator! Malice instructed her daughters, certain that none of them were involved. They were high priestesses, one at all. If any of them had done some misdeed in the eyes of the Spider Queen, the summoned Yawclaw surely would have exacted punishment on the spot. By itself, the handmaiden could have leveled House to Arden. Breeza pulled the snake whip from her belt. I will get the information we require, she promised. No, said Matron Malice. We must not reveal our search. Be it a soldier or a member of House Duarden, the guilty one is trained and hardened against pain. We cannot hope that torture will pull the confession from his lips. Not when he knows the consequences of his actions. We must discover the cause of Loth's displeasure immediately and properly punish the criminal. The Spider Queen must stand behind us in our struggles. How then are we going to discern the perpetrator? The eldest daughter complained, reluctantly replacing the snake whip on her belt. Verna and Maya, leave us. Matron Malice instructed. 
Say nothing of these revelations, and do nothing to hint of our purpose. The two younger daughters bowed and scurried away, not happy with their secondary roles, but unable to do anything about them. First, we will look, Malice said to Breeza. We will see if we can learn of the guilty one from afar. Breeza understood. The scrying pole, she said. She rushed from the anteroom and into the chapel proper. In the central altar she found the valuable item, a wide golden bowl laced throughout with black pearls. Hands trembling, Breeza placed the bowl atop the altar and reached into the most sacred of the many compartments. This was the holding bin for the prized possession of House Tuarden, a great onks chalice. Malice then joined Breeza in the chapel proper and took the chalice from her, Moving to the large font at the entrance to the great room, Malice dipped the chalice into a sticky fluid, the unholy water of her religion. She then chanted, Spadere, ot, ikor ven. The ritual complete, Malice moved back to the altar and poured the unholy water into the golden bowl. She and Breeza sat down to watch. Drizzt stepped onto the floor of Zach Nefane's training gym for the first time in more than a decade and felt as if he'd come home. He'd spent the best years of his young life here, almost wholly here, for all the disappointments he had encountered since and no doubt would continue to experience throughout his life. Drizzt would never forget that brief sparkle of innocence, that joy that he'd known when he had been a student in Zach Nefane's gym. Zach Nefane entered and walked over to face his former student. Drizzt saw nothing familiar or comforting in the weapon master's face. A perpetual scowl now replaced the once common smile. It was an angry demeanor that hated everything around it, perhaps Drizzt most of all. Or had Zach Nefane always worn such a grimace? Drizzt had to wonder. Had nostalgia glossed over Drizzt's memories of those years of early training? Was this mentor, who had so often warmed Driz's heart with a light-hearted chuckle, actually the cold, lurking monster that Driz now saw before him? What has changed, Zach Nefane? Driz said aloud, You, my memories, or my perceptions? Zach seemed not to even hear the whispered questions. Ah, the young hero has returned, he said. The warrior with exploits beyond his years. Why do you mock me? Drizzt protested. He who killed the hook horrors, Zack continued. His swords were out in his hands now, and Drizzt responded by drawing his own scimitars. There was no need to ask the rules of engagement in this contest, or the choice of weapons. Drizzt knew, he'd known before he'd even come here, that there would be no rules this time. The weapons would be their weapons of preference, the blades that each of them had used to kill so many foes. He who killed the earth elemental, Zack snarled derisively. He launched a measured attack, a simple lunge with one blade. Driz batted it aside without even thinking of the parry. Sudden fires erupted in Zack's eyes, as if the first contact had sundered all the emotional bonds that had tempered his thrust. He who killed the girl child of the surface elves, he cried, an accusation, no compliment. Now came the second attack, vicious and powerful, an arcing swipe descending at Drizzt's head. Who cut her apart to appease his own thirst for blood? Zack's words knocked Drizzt off his guard emotionally. 
wrapped his heart in confusion like some devious mental whip. Drizzt was a seasoned warrior, though, and his reflexes did not register the emotional distraction. A scimitar came up to catch the descending sword and deflected it harmlessly aside. "'Murderer!' Zack snarled openly. "'Did you enjoy the dying child's screams?' He came at Drizzt in a furious whirl, swords dipping and diving, slicing at every angle. Drizzt, enraged by the hypocrite's accusations, matched the fury, screaming out for no better reason than to hear the anger of his own voice. Any watching the battle would have found no breath in the next few blurring movements. Never had the Underdark witnessed such a vicious fight as with these two masters of the blade, each attacked the demons possessing the other and himself. Adamantine sparked and nicked. Droplets of blood spattered both the combatants, though neither felt any pain, and neither knew if he'd injured the other. Drizzt came with two blades sidelong swipe that drove Zack's swords out wide. Zack followed the motion quickly, turned a complete circle, and slammed back into Drizzt's thrusting scimitars with enough force to knock the young warrior from his feet. Drizzt fell into a roll and came back up to meet his charging adversary. A thought came over him. Driz came on high, too high, and Zack drove him back on his heels. Driz knew what would be coming soon. He invited it openly. Zack kept Driz's weapons high through several combined maneuvers. He then went with the move that had defeated Driz in the past, expecting that the best Driz could attain would be equal footing, the double thrust low. Driz executed the appropriate cross-down parry, as he had to, and Zack tensed, waiting for his eager opponent to try to improve the move, "'Child killer!' he growled, goading on Drizzt. He didn't know that Drizzt had found the solution. With all his anger that he'd ever known, all the disappointments of his young life gathering within his foot, Drizzt focused on Zack, that smug face, feigning smiles and drooling for blood. Between the hilts, between the eyes, Drizzt kicked, blowing out every ounce of rage in a single blow. Zack's nose crunched flat. His eyes lulled upward, and blood exploded all over his hollow cheeks. Zack knew that he was falling, that the devilish young warrior would have him in a flash, gaining an advantage that Zack could not hope to overcome. What of you, Zack Nefane Duarden? He heard Driz snarl, distantly, as though he were falling far away. I've heard of the exploits of House Duarden's weapons master. How he so enjoys killing... The voice was closer now, as Drizzt stalked in, and, as the rebounding rage of Zack Nefane sent him spiraling back to battle. "'I've heard how murder comes so easily to Zack Nefane,' Drizzt spat derisively. "'The murder of clerics, of other drow. Do you so enjoy it all?' He ended the question with a blow from each scimitar, attacks meant to kill Zack, to kill the demon in them both." But Zach Nefane was now fully back to consciousness, hating himself and Drizzt equally. At the last moment, his swords came up and crossed, lightning fast, throwing Drizzt's arms wide. Then Zach finished with a kick of his own, not so strong from the prone position, but accurate in its search for Drizzt's groin. Drizzt sucked in his breath and twirled away, forcing himself back into composure, when he saw Zach Nefane, still dazed, rising to his feet. Do you so enjoy it all? He managed to ask again. Enjoy? The weapons master echoed. Does it bring you pleasure? Driz grimaced. Satisfaction? Zack corrected. I kill. 
Yes, I kill. You teach others to kill. To kill drow, Zack roared, and he was back in Driz's face, his weapons up but waiting for Driz to make the next move. Zack's words again entwined Drizzt in a mesh of confusion. Who was this drow standing before him? Do you think that your mother would let me live if I did not serve her evil designs? Zack cried. Drizzt did not understand. She hates me, Zack said, more in control as he began to understand Drizzt's confusion. Despises me for what I know. Drizzt cocked his head. "'Are you so blind to the evil around you?' Zack yelled in his face. "'Or has it consumed you as it consumes all of them "'in this murderous frenzy that we call life?' "'The frenzy that holds you?' Drizzt retorted. "'But there was little conviction in his voice now. "'If he understood Zack's words correctly, "'if Zack played the killing game simply because of his hatred for the perverted drow, "'the most Drizzt could blame him for was cowardice.' No frenzy holds me, Zack replied. I live as best I can. I survive in a world that is not my own, not my heart. The lament in his words, the droop of his head as he admitted his helplessness, struck a familiar chord in Drizzt. I kill. I kill Drowl to serve Matron Malice, to placate the rage, the frustration that I know in my own soul. When I hear the children scream... His gaze snapped up on Drizzt, and he rushed in all of a sudden. His fury returned tenfold. Drizzt tried to get his scimitars up, but Zack knocked one of them across the room and drove the other aside. He rushed in step with Drizzt's awkward retreat until he had Drizzt pinned against the wall. The tip of Zack's sword drew a droplet of blood from Drizzt's throat. The child lives, Drizzt gasped. I swear, I did not kill the elven child. Zack relaxed a bit, but still held Drizzt's sword to throat. Dinan said Dinan was mistaken. Drizzt replied frantically, fooled by me. I knocked the child down only to spare her and covered her with the blood of her murdered mother to mask my own cowardice. Zack leapt back, overwhelmed. I killed no elves that day, Drizzt said to him. The only ones I desired to kill were my own companions. "'So now we know,' said Breeza, staring at the scrying bowl, watching the conclusion of the battle between Drizzt and Zack Nefane, and hearing their every word. "'It was Drizzt who angered the Spider Queen!' "'You suspected him all along, as did I,' Matron Malice replied, "'though we both hoped differently.' "'So much promise,' Breeza lamented. "'How I wish that one had learned his place, his values. "'Perhaps!' "'Mercy?' Matron Malice snapped at her. "'Do you show mercy that would further invoke the Spider Queen's displeasure?' "'No, Matron,' Breeza replied. "'I'd only hope that Driz could be used in the future, "'as you have used Zack Nefane all these years. "'Zack Nefane is growing older.' "'We are about to fight a war, my daughter,' Malice reminded her. "'Loth must be appeased.' Your brother has brought his fate on himself. His actions were his own to decide. He decided wrongly. The words hit Zack Nefane harder than Driz's boot had. 
the weapons master threw his swords to the ends of the room and rushed in on Drizzt. He buried him in a hug so intense that it took the young drow a long moment to even realize what had happened. You have survived, Zack said, his voice broken by muffled tears. Survived the academy, where all others had died. Drizzt returned the embrace, tentatively, still not guessing the depths of Zack's elation. My son... Drizzt nearly fainted, overwhelmed by the admission of what he had always suspected, and even more so by the knowledge that he was not the only one in his dark world angered by the ways of the drow. He was not alone. Why? Drizzt asked, pushing Zack out at arm's length. Why have you stayed? Zack looked at him incredulously. Where would I go? No one... Not even a drow weapons master would survive for long out in the caverns of the Underdark. Too many monsters and other races hunger for the sweet blood of dark elves. Surely you had options. At the surface? Zack replied. To face the painful inferno every day? No, my son. I am trapped, as you are trapped. Drizzt had feared that statement, had feared that he would find no solution from his newfound father, to the dilemma that was his life. Perhaps there were no answers. "'You will do well in Mensa Baranzen,' Zack said to comfort him. "'You are strong, and Matron Malice will find an appropriate place for your talents, whatever your heart may desire.' "'To live the life of assassinations as you have?' Drizzt asked, trying futilely to keep his rage out of his words. "'What choice is before us?' Zack answered, his eyes seeking the unjudging stone of the floor. "'I will not kill Drow,' Driz declared flatly. Zack's eyes snapped back on him. "'You will,' he assured his son. "'And Menzaboranzen, you will kill or be killed.' Driz looked away, but Zack's words pursued him. Could not be blocked out. "'There is no other way,' the weapons master continued softly. "'Such is our world.' Such is our life. You have escaped this long, but you will find that your luck will soon change. He grabbed Drizzt's chin firmly and forced his son to look at him directly. I wish it could be different, Zack said honestly, but it's not such a bad life. I do not lament killing dark elves. I perceive their deaths as their salvation from this wicked existence. If they care so dearly for the Spider Queen, then let them go and visit her. Zack's growing smile washed away suddenly. "'Except for the children,' he whispered. "'Often have I heard the cries of dying children, "'though never, I promise you, have I caused them. "'I've always wondered if they, too, are evil, born evil, "'or if the weight of our dark world bends them to fit our foul ways. "'The ways of the demon Loth,' Drizzt agreed. They both paused for many heartbeats, each privately weighing the realities of his own personal dilemma. Zack was next to speak, having long ago come to terms with the life that was offered before him. Loth, he chuckled, she's a vicious queen, that one. I would sacrifice everything for a chance at her ugly face. I almost believe you would, Driz whispered, finding his smile. Zack jumped back from him. I would indeed. He laughed heartily. So would you. Driz flipped his lone scimitar up into the air, letting it spin over twice before catching it again by the hilt. True enough, he cried. 
but no longer would I be alone.